Welcome back to the Shebang In It podcast. My name is Pranav and today I have two really cool guests here. We have Akhil Aryan, who is also the founder and CEO of Iron Energy. And he's also been recognized by Forbes India 30 under 30 last year. We also have Malvika Sitlani, a content creator, a beauty influencer and a really cool YouTuber. Thank you so much for being here Thank with us. Thank you for uh, having us. Yeah, so I really wanted to talk to you guys. I've known you guys for a while now yeah. and I really wanted to understand and dig deep a little bit into who you are as people and also tell our viewers about it. So, okay. firstly, uh, what what's happening? Like, what's what's up before Ryan Energy? What happened before you being a YouTuber? Okay. Um, before Malvika, the YouTuber, I was a model. Okay. So, my mom was a model back in the day. So, I really wanted to walk the runway shows and feel all that she ever felt. And I wanted to be a pageant queen. <laughs> so that's where I was heading, okay? So I started with entering all pageants possible. And then uh, from there on, I figured out a way to get onto the runway show. So I did a lot of shows and I loved it. I absolutely felt a hundred when I used to walk, mm. you know, take that 15 second walk. <laughs> I used to love that feeling. So I did that for about maybe a year, a year and a half. Mm -hmm. uh, joined a modeling agency, did all of that and realized like there was something missing, you know? Um, it was not good income as well. I was just enjoying the feel of being a model and yeah. you know, things like that. Um, so yeah, so that was my journey. I was also a BMM student. Okay. So from there on, I knew like I wanted to be in the space of um, any sort of art. I wanted to be in front of the camera, basically. Mm -hmm. So whether it's an actor, whether it's a model. <laughs> so yeah, acting was a little bit difficult, even though I gave almost like 100 TV commercial auditions. Okay. Okay. Did not make it. And then I was like, child, I'll be a model. <laughs> uh, that worked out pretty well. And then, yeah, then YouTube happened, which nice. I'll tell you more about later. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, so I've been an entrepreneur for the longest time. I, can, like, I, I don't remember being anything else. Uh, before Ion, I was building a company called Haptic, mm -hmm. uh, which is now one of the world's largest conversational AI companies. Nice. Akrip and Swapan started the company. Uh, I helped them with all product and growth. Uh, we scaled the company from like less than 15 people to almost 600 people uh, at its peak. Um, of course, Haptic landed up, you know, getting a really, uh, really solid exit from Reliance Geo mm -hmm. early this year. Um, before Haptic, I was spending some time in Silicon Valley. So okay. spent some time in San Francisco, built another company there. Uh, got thrown out of there because of visa issues, <laughs> uh, came back to India, then went to London, then got thrown out of London because of visa issues. So eventually found my way back into Mumbai to spend some time with my family, uh, with my that time girlfriend, so to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, and then, and then sort of, you know, life took me to Haptic and eventually to Ion. So Ion is I mean, I'm going to tell you more about Ion in, in the conversation, but mm -hmm. in, in its essence, it's, um, it's helping the world accelerate um, its transition to an all-electric future. Nice. Okay. Um, and so Ion is building products that enable the new energy transition, and mm -hmm. we'll talk more about that. Nice. That's great. So we have yeah. entrepreneurship on one end, and we have content creation on the yeah. other end. Yeah. Um, so I believe from my understanding and my research, uh, and, uh, Iron Energy and the YouTube sector, they both started simultaneously? Um, About four years back? Did we? Yeah, four years back. I started in 2016. Yeah, and yeah it's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and it's in many ways, like it's, 
you know, you think of it as entrepreneurship and content creation, but I don't think mm-hmm. of Malika as anything less than an entrepreneur. Yeah. I think that, uh, she, you know, she's, she sort of created a category for herself and, mm-hmm. and sort of, you know, really built. When we think about building products, she thinks about building content. When we think about marketing, she thinks about her audience. And so yeah. it's, it's really the AI. same thing. It's just a different type mm-hmm. of business. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's actually very well said. I just want to understand, just dig a little deeper in that. How, how does your uh, leadership style or your way of working come and play a bigger role here? And how does your content or the creative style play a bigger role there? Yes. Um, I think I help him with little things like, um, I don't know how to place the camera here and there when he needs to take, you know, a few <laughs> shots um, for his work. But I don't do too much for him in terms of work because I don't think... Yeah, I don't know. So Madhika is the kind of girl who sort of inspires from the background. She's not mm-hmm. sort of the, uh, you know, motivational, inspirational leader from the <laughs> forefront, unless yeah. you ask for advice. If yeah. you don't ask for advice, uh, she'll do her own thing and you see her and you can take inspiration from just looking at what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning that if you look at her work, if you look at her as a person, the one thing you can learn, which, which eventually you land up seeing value in across the board in your life is authenticity. Mm-hmm. Like okay. being like comfortable in your own skin, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there is only so much you can fake it until you make yeah. it yeah. and eventually that faking sort of eats you within, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, True. and what I learned from her is, you know, you be it until you make it and you just sort <laughs> of, you know, you don't need to fake it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that is something that I think I land up taking a lot from Miles. What she gets from the work I do, maybe she can tell you. I yeah. think um, he plays a role. I mean, he helps me in every which way he can. He sort of subtly sees my work and he's like, maybe you could do this. He feels like I could do so much more, which oh. also pushes me mm-hmm. to think, you know, more and beyond. Um, and I think what I learned from him and what I bring to my uh, work is that his the way he talks to his investors okay I observe it a lot like he's very calm and mm. you know even though they are like rattled sometimes and you know they want some things he's like okay like no problem like he's a very good listener mm-hmm. and I'm not like I think I'm building up to it but sometimes when I have meetings um with brands I'm just very riled up to speak first mm-hmm. but I see that he listens and then he always told me like ask them what you could do for them instead mm-hmm. of what they should do for you which yeah. I think I took away and helped me immensely in my big chunks of you know uh, the big collaborations mm-hmm. so I always ask them what can I do for you and right. I picked that up from him and it helped me a lot so that's great that, yeah that's really nice so I really hold the kind of question tell us why uh, why yeah. I do what I do. Yeah. You are very, very close to me. And I really want to understand your why as well. Okay. Why, what you do. Like, what does it mean yeah. to you? Mm, for me, I think I, um, why I'm in this space is because it gives me a sense of fulfillment. Like when I wake up, I'm very peaceful. I'm very calm. I know what I have to do. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm chasing after. And I love what I do, man. Like if I get, every day I get to wake up and play with makeup and yeah. create content around makeup, something that I love so passionately. And just like share my knowledge with the people who are so thirsty and like hungry for like knowledge about mm-hmm. makeup or whether it's hygiene tips, hacks. They just want to know what they can do better. And I just every time study ways on how to simplify their life because mm-hmm. makeup is complicated. They're like, yeah. you know, you might think it's just like a slap on your face, yeah. but it, there's a lot that goes you know, into looking fairy. Yeah. yeah, and you don't have to always have like a thousand products. So mm-hmm. I'm always thinking of what I could do to simplify the makeup process, how mm-hmm. I could entertain them at the same time. 
So, and that gives me like so much joy when I'm thinking of what I can do next. Yeah. And there is, um, that's why I do what I do. And my audience is the reason. Mm -hmm. They validate me. Um, they give me ideas on what I could do. They encourage me to do different content. Mm -hmm. Like lately, they've been encouraging me to do a lot of Indian looks in which I'm not comfortable mm -hmm. with usually. I'm like, I don't know if I can pull this off. Yeah. But they're like, Mars, you can do this. Like, yeah. you know. So I think my audience is a huge chunk of why I wake up again every day because mm -hmm. they tell me like, they motivate me, they encourage me. And for me, that is really important uh, when I wake up. And uh, I'm really, really happy, man. Like, I don't <laughs> think I could have done anything else. I want to continue in this field and I want to just expand this into something bigger, you know. Yeah. I love the way uh, I motivate people. I try my best to be in that space and mm -hmm. then um, let that out to my audience as well. And the response I get, Pranav, is amazing <laughs> each emails my team and I go through and we try and come up with solutions on what we can tell that one person who emailed us out yeah. of a thousand people I want to do a video for that one girl yeah you know and that's what keeps me going because they get validated and they're like thank you Miles you helped me today mm -hmm. I woke up because of you because of your words and for me that is fulfillment that yeah. is me providing them some sort of a, a pathway of what you know they could lead a life a little better i'm not saying i know it all but i'm trying every day to You're figuring better. it out and yeah. making it better and making mm -hmm. it better for them as well so i know that there are 6 lakh people just waiting every day mm -hmm. just for a few words of encouragement and when i give them that they have a new sense of purpose and for me that's oh. everything nice that's 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 quite interesting yeah yeah why do you do what you do <laughs> yeah yeah, it's difficult to yeah. go after that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Ion started uh, after a conversation that I had with one of my mentors, uh, where we discussed that the world's smartest people, if you think about it, if you really think about it, the smartest people in the world are busy trying to sell more ads. Mm. Um, in some ways, even Shabak. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah. Uh, the, if you think about like Facebook, Google, like all of these guys, the, the core business model is, is selling ads. Yeah. And so they've come up with the best types of algorithms to try and sell more ads. Hmm. Um, and of course, it's a great business model. So there's no arguing that. Um, but in the end, you end up using that money to buy other companies that also want to sell ads. And then you use that money to buy other companies that also mm -hmm. sell ads. And you just sort of have like this whole ad business. Yeah. Um, but then there are real problems to solve. Um, and... You know, real problems take leaps of faith. Mm -hmm. um, and that's sort of the kind of things that say, Elon Musk is doing. Not that mm -hmm. I'm saying I'm Elon Musk, but, mm -hmm. you know, in general, like you see, you see people at some point, they're like, you know, I'm done with technology and ads and, yeah. you know, software. And now maybe I need to go solve real problems, including Bill Gates. Like, you know, there's a certain point and you're like, you know, now it's time to sort of go on the other side. Yeah. Uh, for me, it, it happened to me slightly earlier in life, even before I made my billions of dollars, so mm -hmm. to say. Um, but that conversation led me to, to believe that like, you know, we need to start putting together really smart people going after problems that will have a material impact on, on humanity in the mm -hmm. long term. Um, and I learned up spending a lot more time thinking about what those problems can be. Mm. And I think that we're at a point in our generation that there are three clear trends that I can confidently say are the, are the greatest opportunities of our generation. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of them is energy, uh, which is, of course, the business that we are in today. Um, second is biomedical engineering. Uh, so I think that the whole concept of 
uh, biohacking, uh, personalized medicine, mm -hmm. uh, nanotechnology, and so on and so forth, DNA sequencing. Mm -hmm. Amazing, amazing work. It's going to be real in our generation to yeah. a point that we're going to see cyborgs, right? Mm -hmm. Or we're almost getting there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the third one is artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. which is just basically building a brain outside the brain yeah. and then getting it to make decisions for us. So, yeah, I think, you know, identifying that there are these three literally mega trends that are uh, going on uh, helped me identify a space that I think I can solve a real problem, mm -hmm. uh, which is primarily around helping the world become net zero carbon emissions. Yeah. Um, and like that was sort of the, the start of ION, right? Mm -hmm. And that's really what stays behind us even today. Yeah. Like if you, if you think of our mission, so our mission as a company mm -hmm. uh, is to accelerate the Earth's transition to an all electric future. Mm -hmm. And what that means is we would like to see a world where combustion does not exist. Fire, the yeah. most fundamental element, does yeah. not exist. Yeah. So what does a world like that look like, mm -hmm. right? Um, and we try and chase after that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of the things, it starts at home, right? So we don't have a <laughs> gas burner <laughs> yeah, at I've home. Heard. <laughs> uh, it's, it's all electric, and I like it that way. And mm -hmm. the reason why we're doing this is because there's no other choice. In reality, uh, there is no other option. Because if we if we don't do what we're doing, yeah. then we will heat the planet. The you know the the polar ice caps will yeah. melt. Uh, we will literally extinguish all of uh, the species that exist and eventually that. humanity itself. So we mm. will implode. Uh, yeah. And so why? Because you know there is no other option. <laughs> that's yeah. that's great because you know I'm so I'm quite fascinated with electric cars or rather I would say uh, sustainability itself. Yeah. And that day I was just driving around and I saw a Tesla and I was like, oh my God, Teslas are in India. Yeah. So that's when I was like, okay, Akhil, we need to talk about this. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's like the first thought that came into my head. But yeah, that's that's great to know why you do what you do because. I feel when you have your why, when you have that yeah. one thing that you're looking forward to, um, you have like a lot of things sorted for you. And I also believe that when you have that why, you also need like this group of people or other mentors, so to say, or thought leaders, so to say, that really help you uh, get that why, you know. So I just want to understand who are your thought leaders and mm. where do you get them from? Do you read? Mm. Do you watch them? watch them mm -hmm. yeah I think I just watch a lot of um, interviews and like motivational speakers for me Rachel Hollis is mm -hmm. my like number one yeah. person when it comes to like getting up every day and just going and going for it mm -hmm. you know um, she's like the kind of speaker who um, aligns with my thought process and whatever she believes um, so I feel like she's someone I can say I strongly look up to Apart from that, there are many other names, but not so much. Like, if you're asking me one mentor, yeah. like, she would be it. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I practice what she preaches. I try and do the routines she, mm -hmm. you know, uh, tells her audience to do. And I sort of dictate the same to my audience. So, it's like I'm teaching what she's teaching. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I read both of her books. books yes. <laughs> yeah, and I'm obsessed with her a little bit. So, I think she... <laughs> yeah, I was like, Rachel Hollis everywhere. <laughs> Saved all her videos. When I was in lockdown, I found her. Yeah, yeah. I found her when uh, um, I was in lockdown. All of us were in lockdown. <laughs> and I saved a lot of her videos. And I started this self-love series because of Rachel Hollis. Mm -hmm. She talks a lot about self-love and um, how, to, how to love yourself. Like mm -hmm. the tactical methods of how to love yourself. And that's how I started my series on YouTube as well. You yeah. know, I took points from her and she teaches it very beautifully, not just says things, but also like solutions and how mm -hmm. you can do this, what you could write. 
So I learned a lot from her and she's my virtual mentor. <laughs> uh, I don't have someone who I can like actually physically meet and yeah. I wish and I hope someday that I do get to meet her. But yeah, she's it for me. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, mentors. Um, yeah, I think I have a lot of different dimensions to my learning routine, mm -hmm. if I may. So I don't, I'm not the kind of guy that picks one subject and just learns that mm -hmm. and sort of goes, yeah. I, I like to sort of expand in all directions simultaneously. Yeah. Um, so I have quite a significant meditation and spirituality learning routine going on right now. Yeah. Um, I have a significant energy transition, uh, reducing carbon emissions, uh, climate change learning piece that is going on. And so I have different mentors for all of these different pieces, yeah. right? You don't expect one person to sort of... Yeah, a council of mentors, you mean. <laughs> so I have, exactly. So I have, I have a bunch of people that I take a lot of inspiration from, I listen to, I meet with. Uh, some of them are also, you know, my investors and my, yeah. even to a point, even my, my co-founder and my core leadership team, they land up being a source of um, the inspiration in their own yeah. way, meaning that they're a, a sounding board Hmm. They understand my strengths, my weaknesses, and yeah. they sort of balance that out. So we do a lot of learning on the job. Hmm. Um, and I like it that way because I really think that, you know, starting with the why, once you know the why hmm. and, you, and you have a general sense of what you want to do in that direction, yeah. then the how is unique to every person. Yeah. You know, there is no... One. exactly one step or one sequence of how mm. to become an amazing YouTuber yeah. how to start an amazing media company like there's there's no sort of quick start guide mm. right yeah um, and so you can you can you can hear a lot of people you can take inspiration you can understand what their journey was like mm. but eventually you need to get better at learning on the job because you know, your journey will be your journey yeah, yeah. Um, so talking about some names recently I've been listening to a lot of Tony Robbins mm -hmm. I think he's solid um, Eckhart Tolle Mm -hmm. uh, which is sort of one of the spiritual, uh, you know, writers and quite well known in the spiritual sort yeah. of space. Yeah. Um, Deepak Chopra. So these are some of my spiritual self, uh, self improvement mm -hmm. sort of uh, side of mentors. Um, of course, Elon Musk, uh, Jeff Bezos, yeah. gods, basically. <laughs> yes. Uh, like. <laughs> they've, I, I just think that they've decided okay let's see how far we can push it yeah <laughs> like let's just go let's see yeah so i think that that uh, that really really helps um and then some of our some of my existing um even investors mm -hmm. in the company today um they'll end up being a more relatable set of people that you can physically meet mm. over coffee yeah. have honest candid conversation yeah. and be able to get practical and more tactical advice mm -hmm. um, so yeah i have i have a lot of mentors i've been uh, i should say i'm grateful for having found each mm -hmm. one of them yeah and um it's not a day that goes by that i either try and see some of them or or speak with some of them to sort of push the boundaries of my learning curve. Mm -hmm. And I think that eventually that's what it all comes down to, right? It's, yeah. it's your learning curve. You need to, it needs to be steep yes. for, for you to feel satisfied yeah. uh, in the journey of life. The, the hunger for satisfaction is, is I, I would say, it's extremely mm -hmm. important that way, especially when you're talking about learning and mm -hmm. uh, how you chart your learning curve. 
right? Mm. Uh, I have seen, or rather, I've, I've observed the two of you over the past one, one and a half years. And uh, that being said, you, uh, congratulations on Forbes 30 under 30. Congratulations oh. on being verified, and also having more than six lakh. Forbes, <laughs> So it's 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 like it's like the two things happen simultaneously again, and your journey is how yeah. building things from scratch also has happened simultaneously, right? So I, I'm really curious to understand that, okay, what's been like the biggest highlight in both mm. and also what's been like the biggest learning mm. as we just spoke about learning curves. Mm, highlight? Yes. Like in our careers together? Yeah. Together or individually? Yeah, you can go individually. Yeah. Um, in the past year, you're saying? Yes. I mean, we were on lockdown, but I feel like, yeah, I think this whole... Uh, past years, like in the in the past couple of years, yes. in your journey so far, what has been your biggest highlight? It's a big question. Um, I know, it is a big question. Biggest highlight. No, think about it. No, highlight and also learn about it. Yeah, even I'm thinking hmm. about it because there's like so many things that did happen over yeah. the past couple of years. Like, um, of course, the awards and stuff is all, you know, on the other side, like said and done, because I never again for me it is an achievement. Even though people say like you know it's just an award for me to be like best beauty blogger in mm -hmm. India, is like you know I never thought like because I got into this being like I love makeup, let's just do it. And then when they acknowledge you for being the best beauty blogger mm -hmm. of the year, I'm just like man, I put in that much work in mm -hmm. the year. I'm so excited that they noticed it. And then yeah. I want two back to back. Mm -hmm. So I'm like um, it was giving me a sense of okay, maybe I'm doing something different and. Um, honestly, building that connection again with my audience is always a highlight for me. But um, learning, again, like I said, when I watch these videos and I also still till today watch a shit ton of makeup tutorials. <laughs> like you may think like she's doing tutorials. Does she need to watch tutorials? But I am obsessed with learning techniques of different makeup artists and mm -hmm. when I learn that I feel like no one else is doing that right now because I don't think anyone's like yeah. watching and I watch everyone from around the world mm. how does England do it how does you know this one do it from the <laughs> so all over the world and I teach that and for me that is sort of like um, a big like motivator you can say or like something that keeps pushing me because mm -hmm. I bring out something new and people don't know that that exists yeah. and then it spreads all over so I feel like that gives me like a good push and mm -hmm. I'm learning every day about makeup till today it's never ending mm -hmm. you may think like okay I didn't know this but when I read like the silliest things I'm like oh I, I didn't know that actually mm -hmm. you know the undertone of each foundation I'm, I'm still studying that I'm like how can you differentiate between olive undertone and pink undertone it's yeah. a lot and I don't think people pay attention to that because yeah. they're like you just slap on makeup but you need to tell them why you're putting that pink undertone mm -hmm. So the study of all of that, I think I do it too much, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. And that keeps me going. Yeah. Great. I'm still yeah. thinking about my biggest highlight. I'll come back to you. Let yeah, me yeah. think a little more. Yeah. Cool. So biggest highlight. I think my biggest highlight, um, there are two actually. Uh, mm -hmm. One of them was when we got our first big customer, mm -hmm. right? Um, you don't forget those easily. Yeah. Because just like Malvika said, uh, so you know, in, in her world, her validation comes from you know hundreds of thousands of people, mm. right? Uh, in business, especially you know B two B enterprise business, mm -hmm. you you sort of win one big customer and then you chase after the next one. Most likely comes next year. Yeah. Right? Oh. So you sort of have long gaps Gap between, where you're yeah. sort of running after, making sure all the ducks come in a row mm -hmm. and sort of there's a there's a big event in the end. So the first time it happens. 
um, it really gives you the confidence and validation that, okay, not only are we building something good, but we have the ability to, you know, put it out there. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, that was, that was really, really awesome. I think it happened about three years ago, hmm. uh, for three, yeah, 2017 ish. Mm-hmm. Um, that was amazing. I remember uh, you're a small team, and when when we sort of <laughs> got our first check, yeah. we sort of did uh, a um, round of. Oh, why did you rang the bell? That always no, we also have, so we have a big uh, bell in the office. Okay. And so you know, every time we win a big deal, we sort of go and <laughs> ring the bell, ring the bell. <laughs> and everyone finds out in the office what happened. Nice. Uh, but uh, apart from that, I remember having like a round of gifts for everyone inside oh, the inside the company. Mm-hmm. So we just sort of allocated a budget, and we said you can buy anything you oh, want. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That's your budget. It's just mm-hmm. we're celebrating this this big customer, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think it it went off really really well. So that was one big highlight. the The second one is when we realized again, same in in I'm talking in the context of professional life because that's mm-hmm. sort of where the question is from. Yes. Um, yeah, the second one was when we realized that we can we can act like you know there is this point where you where you are running for survival mm. and then there's a point where you say i think i'm okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. like i might not be dying yeah <laughs> and i think that for any startup <laughs> entrepreneur there's like a very significant event yeah because uh you know people ask me how do you know if an entrepreneur is good i'm like if he's surviving if his company is alive he's good mm-hmm. like you know and if it if it's not alive then it it doesn't mean the entrepreneur is bad mm. uh, but it still means that what I'm trying to say is that survival is the best unit to measure success in mm. the early stages of a startup. Yeah. Mm. Um, and Very the nice. day you can overcome that mm. unit and you say, yeah. okay, I have more units of survival than units of death. Mm. Uh, um, that's significant. I don't think that we are there yet, meaning mm. that, you know, no one's really there because I really think that companies are destined to die. Like that's sort of the journey of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, it's just a question of when, mm. you know, so you have a hundred year old uh, company that will eventually sort of yeah. perish. Yeah. Have. Yes. So there's always a cycle, right? Mm. So I don't necessarily think that there's a company that will last literally forever because we don't mm. even know what forever is. But um, for Ion, we, we started getting that momentum um, where we were able to acquire customers and and deliver to those mm. customers, mm. and then be able to bring them back as customers. So that that routine made us feel much stronger, me mm. much stronger. That you know we are not in a business where you have to burn a lot of cash yeah. to yeah. to sustain the business, which mm. is what most startups are in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, we're in a business that not only are we building something significant, but we can actually have positive unit economics. Mm-hmm. So those two are big highlights. Quickly talking about the the big mm. learning. I think the big learning is just um, grit and tenacity. Mm, mm. Like there is, there is, you know, there's this saying that you should only become an entrepreneur if you if you can't be anything else. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you physically cannot accept yeah. being anything else. Yeah. So there's no other option. And so you say, okay, I have to become an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you get in. Um, it's it's tough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there are so many things to do, and and you you want to try and you want to try and accelerate your journey mm. as fast as possible. So yeah. you know you know gone are the days where you sort of build a company over your lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. Like my grandfather would have built a company over his lifetime, yes, right? 
but now you have venture capital you have you know 100% 200% growth yes. hmm. you know you expect sort of this neck breaking growth so you you really want to be in that mm-hmm. category mm-hmm. um yeah and i think that to do that you need to have a lot of tenacity and grit just sort of going after it again and again and again yeah. mm-hmm. um like a spider like when it falls yeah. it keeps That's climbing yeah. Yeah. yeah and it never gives up i'm like okay quit it but then <laughs> you just want to keep going yeah it takes yeah. a lot of grit you're right so yeah i you know that has been one big learning the other big learning which is very specific to me but mm-hmm. it helps me it helps me a lot is being able to define and and perfect hustle mm-hmm. so hustle is a word that sort of gets thrown around like you know you know you have, <laughs> have hustle right yeah. i'm hustling Mm-hmm. but for me it's it's become more than that meaning becoming a lot more comfortable with chaos mm-hmm. uh being a lot like being able to thrive in chaos mm-hmm. being able to see fear and lean into it instead mm-hmm. of run away or freeze yeah like being able to really sort of hack myself to to respond positively mm-hmm. and release dopamine instead of cortisol yeah. in in in, <laughs> yeah. the, in when i'm faced with fear like that really um is an amazing learning and i think mm-hmm. that you can do it like mm-hmm. you can get to a point where you see a challenge and you're like okay let's do this instead mm-hmm. of like really feeling scared yeah mm-hmm. now that we spoke about grit and tenacity right i want to jump uh, gears out rather say shift gears to a larger perspective of things and look at india as a whole and see where is like grit and tenacity playing a role in content creation for india or mm. entrepreneurship or entrepreneurship as in general dude even content is super difficult yeah. right? like yeah. exactly it's, like it's getting like up every day and saying no i i don't feel too good today but yeah. i'm still delivering oh yeah uh, i have to do that i i have i'm dedicated to my subscribers yeah. oh my god and yeah the way you need to like face the camera every day being your 100 is important because if i yes. can't if i'm not me i cannot perform and sometimes i do take that break because i feel like it's your body's way of telling mm. you listen you need to stop yeah okay but um, yeah every day waking up and facing the camera is like a whole day because yes. you got to put a full face to make up got to have your hair in place your outfit on point like every day nobody wants to do that every day you know yeah. but i find like a lot of joy in it and i feel like india in general the amount of content creators and the content that's coming out and it's getting pumped daily on instagram mm-hmm. when i see especially after the reels have come out is amazing i'm seeing mm-hmm. so much of body positivity mm-hmm. and you know um just like people being themselves man yeah. it's like people are just out there and they're creating different sort of makeup looks like being a beauty content creator i see such amazing beauty content being pumped and mm-hmm. by these new people and i'm so inspired i'm like this is a transition i can't do mm-hmm. you know and the fact that they are just doing comedy and they're doing food yeah. but in different ways <laughs> it's not just your basic cooking it's like transitional cooking yeah. <laughs> it's like you put the oil and boom it's ready it's like you know it's so interesting to watch and um, belly dancers people just coming out with their talent just they're not ashamed and they're not afraid to just put mm-hmm. out their talent on social and people are being appreciative of them mm-hmm. like i see the comment section and there's so much more like lifting up than putting down mm-hmm. and i feel like that's important i mean social media has a lot of putting yeah. down but i mean uh, what i see daily is new fresh content being pumped, pumped mm-hmm. out of say from 13 year olds to like even moms man <laughs> moms do some amazing content so i feel yeah. like this space is going to be 
the I mean, it is the next big thing, mm -hmm. but it's going to completely take over because there are so many talented people out there and they're willing to put themselves out there, like see my talent, like, yeah. you know, this is who I am. And I feel like if they're showing their art out so well, mm -hmm. and it's going to do great for them in like overall as yeah. well. Yeah. So content is like the next big thing. Big thing. Yes, at least that's what I do. Like digital space. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Digital space, man. If you think that, oh my, God, okay, I'm confused. I don't know what I want to do in life. I feel like you have some, you have something going on. Whether yeah. it's singing, whether it's poetry reading, people are doing poetry reading, shairi on reels, like, and people see that. So there's an audience for everything. Yeah. Every weird little thing, every silly thing that you think no one's gonna watch. A boy puts on a wig and does like these, you know, enacts another actress. And I'm like, dude, and he's got like <laughs> millions of views. Yeah. But that's just his way of showing his, it's his expression of who he is. Mm. So I feel like that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's liberating, man, uh -huh. to see people do that for themselves. Nice. I heard this uh, really interesting thing in the context of everything she just, what she just said. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we've been using this word social distancing a lot. Mm -hmm. But in reality, we're not social distancing at all. Yeah. We're physically distancing, distancing yes. but socially we're the most like knit in together, knit, yeah, knit together. <laughs> than ever yeah. Yeah. Uh, because um, people are spending so much more time, hmm. you know, especially in the lockdown with, with the whole sort of physical distancing. Yeah, there's just been a huge ton of new creators that have come oh, out, yeah. and yes. like that's really been the escape. A new segment of content creation oh has God. actually come down, and yeah. such good ones. Yeah, such good ones. Yeah, man. <laughs> like again, I, I mean, I, I love all of this. I, I still feel like, like the, the, there is a part of me that really feels that like a lot more people, like if they if they sort of use some of that time and like really went mm -hmm. out solving some some real problems. problems yeah. uh, there's there's a side of me that has to accept how many man hours get invested into. Yeah, but that's their work. That's how they yeah. feel. They feel they're being themselves. You know, not everybody wants to solve the world's problems but then even I in a way like you know I may do some I mean I'm helping people in the way of like mental health videos and things mm -hmm. like that but others are when you see the videos you feel like okay I can do something or you feel good about yourself I mean mm -hmm. in a way I think it's art expressing yourself in terms of cooking or painting or yeah. singing and mm -hmm. putting it out there on social I feel is great yeah. I think and it takes a lot of energy Pranav like it takes a lot of energy to put out a 15 second content, content yeah, yeah. you have to be fabulously crisp in your transitions mm -hmm. as there are a lot of creators who just work so hard but don't have the numbers they don't yeah. have the views mm -hmm. but so you have to be very careful that you're authentic and you're creating like a niche content something that no one is doing mm -hmm. and you've got to have that sort of like you've got to wake up every day okay what am I going to do today pick one song mm -hmm. cut it piece by piece change my outfits every second and still be on the same spot is yeah. so difficult. <laughs> but that's how they find their, you know, um, their expression of art. Yeah. They think that they're doing amazing. Art has evolved into so many other things. Yeah. So many yeah. things. And I feel like, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. They feel like that's their job and they feel happiest doing no, I, that. I'm absolutely, I, I, I absolutely love and encourage that people yeah. find a way to express their, themselves. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I think that the, the reach that you have with social media lands up mm. uh, having an exponential effect on the number of people that get to experience that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it can be can be quite motivating for yeah. the people who are creating it and also like, actually become a, a, a life or a job. Yes, yes. Um, sorry, what was the question again? I basically wanted to understand your take or view of how entrepreneurship, or rather I would In say, India. become a fad 
per se now a lot of people want to become a startup owner or an entrepreneur but a lot of them do not have their why figured out or their passion to profession figured out right and for someone or for the both of you who have aligned your passions and professions together or in i would say in concentric circles where they go hand in hand where do you think india's youth is rather taking on in terms of entrepreneurship i think the first thing just in general like india is not a country you can generalize as india yeah there yeah. are so many different layers to india hmm. there's a 5 million india there's a 50 million india there's a 500 million india yeah um and that audience relates and and does things very differently mm-hmm. so it's difficult to say india yeah mm-hmm. right um i think that there are amazing entrepreneurs with the with the spirit and the tenacity and the ideas and the hard work and everything Hmm. um they may not necessarily be tech entrepreneurs yeah they may not necessarily be the the guys who raise money from sequoia axel yeah. and you know sort of have stories in your stories mm-hmm. uh they might be in tier 2 tier 3 cities but they're doing everything that you expect from an entrepreneur to do like mm-hmm. wake up you know work on the weekends work in the morning yeah. start your own business like just the way i would say my dad did for example mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. there is like there are parts of india that is practically a generation behind mm-hmm. so like yeah literally what my father went through mm-hmm. there are spheres of you know of people in in second tier third tier cities that mm-hmm. are doing that yeah and we land up forgetting about them because mm-hmm. when we think about entrepreneurship we think about this bad startup technology software yeah um if you talk about the technology piece itself i think yeah. that if, you know we're in a good place i i don't necessarily think that it's a fad or if that there is I think that exactly what should be happening like we're getting smart people coming back to India from mm-hmm. all around the world who want to come back because India now has access to capital it has access to talent it has a market it has invest like you know you are building the ecosystem yeah. where you know we were exporting talent in the past and now mm-hmm. we're importing it yeah okay um there are investors who are trying to set up office in India so mm-hmm. that they can have exposure to the Indian market mm-hmm. um there are there are quite a few meaningful um stories of startups in india yeah i always think okay maybe shifting gears a little bit i think about entrepreneurship like a drop in the ocean okay, okay? every single time there is a successful company mm-hmm. you land up creating a ripple effect that no one can forget yeah okay mm-hmm. meaning that even today like imagine 5 years ago or maybe 10 years ago someone said hey i want to start a company that competes with amazon yeah. your father's going to be like you're, you're stupid <laughs> right yeah uh, flipkart did it yes right? Yes. um and so snapdeal did it like you know mintra did it yeah and so you are basically now in a position where you said hey i'm doing an e-commerce company your your father's friends uncle will mm-hmm. get it yeah. like he knows what e-commerce is yeah, he yeah. might even offer to invest in your company yeah. right you know it's come yes. to a point where um it's in fact not a fad <laughs> yes right okay um it it will be a fad if there if there are uh, entrepreneurs that are like if the entire community as a whole the, the number of successes and the mm. number of failures don't are not proportionate yes mm-hmm. the way that the startup ecosystem functions mm. is that there are few companies that hit out of the park mm. um a lot of them that get mediocre exits mm. and then a lot of them that just perish yes. okay but as long as those proportions make sense mm-hmm. the ecosystem is thriving Yes because unless you invest in all of the companies that fail mm-hmm. at that point you know I don't know if the investor should be gauged or the yeah. company <laughs> yes um 
yeah i think it's it's a it's a great place to be for entrepreneurship hmm. um especially with this government in my opinion that that is sort of promoting entrepreneurship a lot yeah. um the whole startup india movement, movement the yes. whole atmanirbhar yeah. um in my experience i'm seeing a lot of international investors being willing to invest in india because you know the framework the ecosystem is yeah. uh, is triggered towards helping the startups mm-hmm. so in my opinion it's a it's a beautiful place to be if there's anything i would say that in india it's it's a very consumer focused startup ecosystem mm-hmm. if you see any of the big companies mm-hmm. they're mostly b2c yeah okay so mm-hmm. one of the things about the us or silicon valley the reason why it's well known is because they have a lot of tech mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. hardcore technology yeah. like biomedical engineering space tech mm-hmm. which does not have a direct b2c angle mm-hmm. in india because you have a billion dollar sorry billion people living here you can build a consumer focused company yeah. easily mm-hmm. so you know Makes you sense. can build a a free charge a paytm a flipkart yeah. an ola a, you know all of these companies that that are the big startups mm. they are consumer focused yes they are not technology focused they mm. tech enabled mm. but not but, technology yeah. focused and i think that people become your money at that point yeah yeah and so i think that um if there is anything there needs to be a wave of of technology mm-hmm. like deep tech focused companies mm-hmm. that that i think that that need to come to india or mm-hmm. need to be built in india mm-hmm. um and i think that would really sort of propel us towards having a good balance of um b2c mm-hmm. and deep tech yeah that's that's a great thought um cool so this has been an amazing conversation i just have one one probably not two questions rather uh one thing that you both are grateful for uh as of today Oh my god. I am grateful for again. Mm, have a good answer. <laughs> I am usually a very happy person yes. and I'm very like um what do I say? I am. I'm every day I wake up and I'm grateful for the clothes on my uh back, my house, the shelter that I have like every day I say a prayer, right? Mm. And I I'm very grateful and I say thank you for your grace and mm-hmm. I'm grateful for the shelter my family my brothers my husband like all of this that i have is so precious and i am so grateful for my job <laughs> yes it's very difficult to be happy in what you do and like mm-hmm. earning out of it is so difficult because there are so many people are not there yet so yeah i'm very happy in this phase of my life right now yes. i'm happily married i have a great job i have an amazing family mm. and so yeah i'm grateful for it all darling <laughs> all of it <laughs> yes that sums up everything re- yeah my health our health yeah. where, you know it's so important these small little things, things yes you get a little bit of a cough and cold and you're down man you're like gone yeah. <laughs> so i'm grateful for that to be able to wake up every day and do what i do yeah. and be with the people that i love so much yeah that's great yeah <laughs> i have a, i have a, i have a, what should i say a better way of saying the same thing yeah mm-hmm. i'm grateful for this moment yeah. okay <laughs> right for the now mm. basically what exists in this moment um is to be grateful for mm. and this is like this is coming from a place of really going fairly deep into understanding what spirituality is all about mm-hmm. and in essence what it says is life is you sitting on the window seat of a train mm. and watching the scenery outside mm-hmm. and sometimes there are amazing green patches with beautiful trees and yeah. sometimes you pass through a tunnel mm-hmm. okay 
but you're just watching. Yes. Mm. Um, you're not even driving the train. Mm -hmm. The train goes. Yes. Um, and so if there's anything that you can be happy about, or basically anything that does exist, mm -hmm. anything that is in the past or in the future literally does not exist. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and so if there is anything that you can be grateful for, mm. it's only this moment. Mm. Nice. That's um, interesting. And so that's what I'll say. Yeah. I, it, it's there in, as, as it said in Kung Fu Panda, I believe. Uh, the, the turtle says that the present is a gift, right? Yeah. You, you enjoy each and every moment of it and probably gift it to someone else as well. Mm. Yeah. That's more or less it. Uh, thank you awesome. so much for being here. Uh, it was great, great talking to you. Uh, I mean, course. I've learned a lot and I'm looking forward to learning more with the two of you. Thank you. Uh, but thank you so much again. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having us.